Hey guys, good afternoon and welcome to episode 34 of At the Coffee Table Podcast. I'm Jason Clink, your host. Uh, at least every week I come on live with our live stream through StreamYard and uh, host this podcast in hopes of just pulling up a virtual chair to the coffee table and the virtual coffee table and have a conversation about anything or everything and maybe come up with a solution or two. This week I have the pleasure of Blake Clark joining me the Blake Clark team in Arizona. Uh, Blake is a uh, successful real estate agent. Um, would you say what, Southeast Arizona? Yep, yep, greater Phoenix area. Uh, we do the Southeast Valley of the Phoenix market, Phoenix, Arizona, yep. So Southeast Arizona, I just wanted to bring Blake on. Blake and I met virtually through the Instagram Power Method course. Um, Blake's been doing a phenomenal business, real estate business with his team. He puts out fantastic content on Instagram. Um, so I wanted to bring him on uh, just to kind of pick his brain and kind of compare New York real estate to Arizona real estate, East Coast to West Coast, and see what's similar and what's different and uh, hopefully share a little bit of information. So Blake, thank you for joining me here today. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. I'm excited. Awesome. So 2020 has been a year, to say the least. Um, <laughs> It's been fun. <laughs> yeah, and I don't think it's been the year that any of us really expected. Um, I know that, and I'm sure you can agree with that, you know, we all started out January, February with goals and plans and what we were going to do in real estate, and then the pandemic hit. And That's I don't right. know what happened in Arizona, but in New York, we were shut down for two to three weeks. And then yeah. it was like, oh, crap, now what? <laughs> and then the end of April, it, the, the restrictions uh, loosened up a bit. See, we, we have a monarchy here, here in New York. We're, we, we're under King Andrew the first. Um, okay. and, he, and he knows, he knows what's better for all of us. Um, but that's yeah. a whole different yeah. podcast. Yeah. Uh, yeah. but he loosened up the restrictions end of, of April and real estate took off like a rocket ship and really hasn't come back down since. So yeah. I guess my first question is, has it been the same in Arizona? It has. Yeah, I remember uh, we've been pretty busy. I mean, we, we luckily we started out on a good foot anyways. Arizona is a huge uh, hot spot right now for people moving here. Uh, we're seeing a ton of people from California because we're just one state away. Uh, so what we're running into in our market right now is just an extreme shortage of houses. There just isn't enough going around, especially um, in that first time home buyer range right now, uh, because as rental rates have gone up, interest rates have gone down. We're seeing a lot of people make the transition from the rental market into home ownership because it just makes sense for what you can qualify yeah. for a mortgage here uh, with the interest rates being where they are compared to what you're paying for rent. It's actually cheaper to own a home in some cases now. So we're, we're seeing a lot of people exit the rental market and become homeowners. However, they're competing with the market of people moving here from out of town. Uh, like I said, we're seeing a lot of people from Minnesota, North, a lot of the snowbirds coming in and moving to Arizona, and then a ton of people from California right now is, are coming here to Arizona. So we're in a scarcity standpoint. So when this hit, our market was already going pretty hot. Um, I remember we had four new listings go up that week, all went under contract, and then COVID hit, and every one of them canceled. Like that first week, I was like, oh, man, wow. this is going to be really yeah. it, Just yeah. because – everybody pulled out like i remember as soon as they kind of did the first lockdown i got the email like oh canceled i'm like oh okay and then canceled oh no that's two out of four. boom boom all of them canceled within the first oh. week um but then what was crazy is like that after like the dust settled for the week the next week they all went right back under contract 
And then Arizona, we went on lockdown, but it didn't really slow our real estate market down. They never traditionally limit. I mean, they shut down our bars, our restaurants, the gyms and all that, but they didn't uh, real estate in Arizona was still deemed an essential business. If you want to call it that. So we were still allowed to go out, show homes. I actually generated way more business because we had a lot of agents that were just quarantining. They're going to stay home. They weren't going out. So my team and I, you know, we were, I don't I mean, just my personal opinion. I wasn't too worried about a lot of this. I'm young. I'm in shape. I'm healthy. I'm like, I'm not going to, you know, stop my business for this. I, I got it work. Yeah. Um, and man, we got a ton of business picking up the slack of where a lot of people were just staying home and not going out. Wait, we were there and we listed and yeah, yeah our, we exploded this year. I've done this year. I've already done double what I did last year in production. And I still have a whole nother quarter to go now on top of doing double. So I'll probably see about a 75% increase in, in business on my end this year. So that's fantastic. Is there a, is there a distinct difference? And I, I think I know the answer to this, but is there a distinct difference between the price point and in, in California where you're getting this migration and where you're, where you're at in Arizona? Absolutely. Yeah. California prices are sky high and you're going to pay for it. I'm sure it's probably similar to where you guys are just kind of being a big, you know, metropolitan city and, close to the ocean, like California, you know, California, the Oregon coast, any of those coastal cities on the West coast, the States are, they're bringing big prices. Um, but what we're seeing is, is people selling their houses out there. And I mean, they're coming out to Arizona and paying cash. I mean, to give you an idea, you can get a three bed, two bath, single family home in the Phoenix market for around, you know, on the low side, 280,000 on the high side, you know, up to 350 to 400. If it's in a really nice neighborhood, nice house. So, I mean, affordability here is, is there. So you're seeing yeah. people jump from one state to the other where our housing price is like half what it is. So, you know, they're getting rid of the traffic congestion that California has all the crazy regulations and oversight and taxes that California has. And especially now at this day and age, and even more so, I'd argue with COVID now that everybody had to stay home and work. And I think as businesses are figuring out, like, wait a minute, our business can run with people working remotely. You're seeing people live in different states, but still be yep. based out of. So, I mean, they're keeping their California salaries or whatever, but they're living in Arizona and maybe flying in once a month to, you know, do some meetings, whatever. Uh, so right. we're seeing a big migration of people right now yeah, from the affordability standpoint. Yeah, we've had a bit of that conversation because I'm in I'm in central New York near Syracuse and with as hard hit as New York City was and how, as locked down as long as they were. It's the same thing. People, you know, they were working from home, working virtually. All of a sudden, all that rent and, and, and lease or even, uh, you know, uh, the, the um, real estate market prices in New York City, it became less favorable from what yeah. I've heard for them to even stay there that people just started migrating out of this, you know, that, that tri-state area down there in New York City. I haven't seen or I haven't had a lot of contact with buyers coming from New York, downstate New York to upstate New York. I've heard of, I've heard that that competition was there for for us, uh, but I've I've had more conversations with investors looking for property around this area uh, yeah. because we're at a lower price point. I mean, our our, our average price point in, in Syracuse is one hundred eighty thousand dollars, you know. So, uh, but everything creeped up. I mean, we're up fourteen percent from last year with home values. I mean, houses and we're same thing, scarcity, low home inventory, multiple offer situations. You know, I, I listed a house locally. We had 25 showings in two days and 17 offers. Sounds and, like our market. That's how ours yeah, is right now on that type price point. <laughs> it, it's just, it, it was insane. And that was, that was a, a you know, a 200, $200,000 house. 
Yeah. Um, and and in, um, these houses are going, you know, people are, are offering 15, 20, $25,000 over asking, and they're still putting 20 or 25% down. That's what we're seeing. Yeah, it's really weird. Uh, everybody was, you know, afraid of COVID, losing their jobs, and out of nowhere, I'm seeing first-time homebuyers coming out paying, you know, yeah, large chunks. It's like, where have you guys been these last six, seven years? <laughs> right. And they're like, yeah, we're going to pay full price and we're going to waive the appraisal or we're willing to go six, seven. And these are on like first time home. Like, where is this money coming from, from you guys? But I'm not and complaining, I think, but yeah, we've seen a lot of that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think what happened was, is you had all these buyers that were saving, saving, saving. They're waiting. They were trying to time the market, whatever. COVID hit. They got scared. They weren't going to be able to buy a house or they were, they were going to have to use that money to support their lifestyles. And I think it was just game on. Let's We, we need to buy a house. We need to buy right now. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. that's definitely what it was. Yeah. The, um, it's, and it's, and it, I have people ask me all the time. I was think, just thinking, I have, yeah, people ask me all the time, well, where do you, what do you think the market's going to be like next year? You know, I don't, I don't want to move in the winter because here we got to worry about winter. Um, right. <laughs> so, you sunshine out here. <laughs> yeah, I wish we had more liquid sunshine. Um, so, you know, starting in like October, November, people are like, well, and so I don't know what closing times are for mortgages in Arizona, but here it's 60 day closings. Uh, we because got, uh, of, ours are about average 24 out here, actually. Yeah. If you go yeah. over four weeks out here, that's considered long in Arizona. <laughs> so, yeah. Because of all the regulation we have here, our closings take 60 days because of the mortgage rates there was this huge push for refinancing. So anybody that had, you know, 4% or over, maybe three and a half percent or over now that, you know, the rates are sub three, they had this huge push of refinances. So now you got all this huge push of refinances on top of the huge push of people wanting to buy a house. Everything got is bogged down. It's bogged down with the, the, the title companies, the survey companies, the attorneys, everything. So now our 60 day closings are taking 70 or 75 days. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. So, it, it, now now people are like, well, it's October, it's November. I don't want to move in December and January. Um, what do you think of the market's going to be like next year? <laughs> it's like, I, who knows? Who, you know, the election's going to play a big part of it, you know, and who knows what the market, I'm, I'm like telling them, just, just watch. You know, you just got to watch and keep your yeah. eye on it if you're not going to pull the pin now. Yeah, we're seeing a lot of investors, you know, when the economy originally crashed in Arizona back in 06, 07, it was bad. I think we were one of the biggest affected states uh, for foreclosures out here. So a ton of investors moved in. They've been sitting on these rental properties for, I mean, I, I, I wasn't buying them then, but I do have rental properties I've been sitting on for four or five years now. You know, they've seen mm -hmm. some tremendous buildup in equity just in that short four or five year period. So we're actually seeing a lot of investors now with the market being the where it uh, is with that supply for those first time homes, which are in most cases, the rental properties, they're selling the rentals, which is causing a scarcity of rental properties. There's just not a lot of those out right now in opportunity. So that's why we're seeing people going to home ownership out here too right now. That's playing a big part of it. I, I think a lot of people ask me that same question that you brought up. What's the market going to look like next year? And obviously none of us have a crystal ball. You know, we can't, I mean, if you were to ask me, in December, what's 2020 going to look like? It wouldn't have been this. But with that being said, I, I do think all indicators are pointing. I think we're still going to see a pretty good year going into 2021 unless something crazy happens. But I mean, I, I, I would probably predict the interest rates are going to 
probably go up slightly. They've been pretty dang low, and I can see them, you know, yeah. climbing back up. Um, I do think the housing market's going to still remain strong, and prices are going to stay pretty strong because there's such a demand for housing right now. It's yeah. not overinflated through leveraging like there was in 2006, where people were pulling money out. People were pulling equity out to buy more and more rental properties. We're not seeing that right now. And at least in Idaho in the Arizona market, our lending standards are really strict right now. We're in, I can confidently say, you know, we've, we've probably sold over 120 something houses this year. There's not people getting qualified for loans that shouldn't be not qualified for a loan. I mean, they're all very yeah. well qualified. If your credit's not where it needs to be, income verified, I mean, we get stuff denied all the time. So I yeah. think from a, from the stability on the lending side, I think that's really good. Yeah. Um, so I don't see any issues there. And I just don't see like, even when COVID hit, I had so many people sitting on the sidelines. Oh, we're going to, we're going to sit back and wait for the foreclosures, all the people losing their jobs. I'm like, no, there's yeah. number one, people have a ton of equity in their house. So they're not going to foreclose. They may start the foreclosure process, but they're in a position where they can sell that house and walk away with some cash and not lose it going all the way through a foreclosure. So don't hold your breath yeah. on that. Right. Right. <laughs> um, right. And then secondly, you know, I, I think that, uh, you know, like I said, we're there, there's just such a demand in Arizona. We're so like our average market. Um, I know, like usually we've got 21 to 18,000 houses on the market at a given time in the Phoenix market on average over the last six seven years. And as of right now, we have 8,400, I think, right now. So I mean, we're yeah. we're less than half what we usually have. I can't see that changing. And I mean, as long as there's going to be a demand for housing and people are looking to buy there's going to be people buying houses out there, you know, as long as until the point where it just gets to be so unaffordable and then it's time for a market reset. But I don't think we're there yet. Personally. You know, I still think. Yeah. Some of the things I saw, I see here, like our, our inventory is down. I think it was like, I looked the other day, I think it was like 13% lower this year than it was the, this time last year. It was low last year. Right. Um, yeah. I think that the same thing, the foreclosure thing, first of all, and I tell people all the time, the foreclosure process takes years so it could be two or three years from now before you, if foreclosures start hitting the markets, people are having financial problems. In Arizona, uh, it's six months. <laughs> oh, yeah, here it's years. Like literally yeah. properties will sit vacant in pre-foreclosure and the foreclosure process for two to three years. So everything for um, you guys is like way delayed, it sounds like, for, way, <laughs> for buying uh, and foreclosure. We do things fast out here, moves. <laughs> I, I wish it was, I almost wish it was like that because it, I think it would help everyone. But um, even with, with that being said, I think the only, and I was talking to a, a friend of mine that's a, a mortgage loan originator here, and she was saying that her biggest concern is that with all the refinancing and all the purchasing and going twenty dollars and $25,000 over, over list price is the fact that in, in two or three years, and you're not paying that off as quick, that you start yeah. losing the equity in your home. So in, in three to five years, people won't have that equity to be able to comfortably sell their home if they need to, because they're not going to get the, the cash out of it that they normally would, that they would right now. Sure. That makes sense. Yeah. Yep. Um, so it's, it's definitely, and it's funny because I think back to like 2018 and all the experts, Oh, market's going to shift. It's shifting and we're going to go to a buyer's market. It's already started in New York city, going to a buyer's market and nothing in 2019 was even remotely close to that. I mean, you probably know as well as I do. We started out a little higher in rates, but by the end of the year, they were pretty low. Um, And then I didn't see as many of those predictions going 19 into 20, other than, you know, we got to wait and see how the market is, blah, 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 but things should stay the same. And, you know, now it's just, you know, it is, 
a, a really great time, great time to be in real estate. Um, I think there's still, and I tell people all the time, and it's in my content that there's still a large group of buyers that can't, couldn't find homes because they lost out on bidding wars in the summer. They're looking now, some will buy, even here, will buy homes and not worry about moving in the winter um, because they want to buy the home that they find that they love. Um, Probably a better opportunity at a time when there's less competition out there for them. So. Right. You know, and, and I've had people say, well, you know, I'm going to wait and see what the spring brings, even buyers and sellers, which and that's a typical conversation we have now here. It, it happens you know, just about every year. Well, I'm going to wait and see what the spring brings because the spring is the buying market or, or the real estate, the typical real estate market. But realistically, you know, I've been doing this three and a half years and for three years, uh, to me, it's been it, the, it, it pretty much stays even. <laughs> it does. You don't have we're, as long as the weather cooperates here. People will go out and look at homes in January. If the weather, right. if we don't have ten feet of snow and twenty below, and, and it's decent, people people will go out and look at homes. If it rains here, that's usually when everybody stays inside, and that's like two days a year. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah, we we well, and, and on the flip side, you guys just came out of triple digit heat for what weeks on end ridiculous yeah we broke a record this year it was almost two and a half i think almost three months we didn't have yeah it was over 90 days i think they said where we didn't have a single day under 100 degrees which is is crazy crazy. we haven't had any rain out here it's been a really oddly dry year and then our entire state's been on fire right now like we've just had fires out the yin yang unfortunately so dry I saw some funny posts the other day. They said our state bird was like one of those orange planes that drop all the fire retardant on the ground. That's like our new state bird, <laughs> which is kind of true. <laughs> Pretty sad. Yeah, you know, it's – and so with your market, what what are the kind of the top things that people are looking for when they're looking for houses? You know, open concept. It has to have, you know, central air or whatever. What are the top uh, things that people are looking What are the trends there? Single level homes are always usually more desirable in Arizona, uh, just because with the two stories, uh, the air conditioning bill gets higher. You got square footage where heat rises. So in theory, people are, you know, they want a single level just to help with energy costs in some cases. Uh, The biggest one and like, I'd say majority is always having a pool. Obviously, we're in Arizona, it's 100 something degrees, people got kids. So a pool yeah. is probably one of the most desirable features to have on a house in Arizona because you could practically use it all year round. I mean, especially in the winter, gets. I mean, it's only 50, 60 degrees in the middle of the day here. And the, so, I mean, you can easily still have a pool that's like heated and use that all year round. It doesn't freeze, you know. So, um, so the pool is desirable, single level, um, usually out here. Property property has been a big one for us. We're seeing a lot of housing tracks go in out here right now. And I don't know what your guys' average lot size is, but like an average lot size on one of our housing tracks is like 7,500 square foot um, for a mm-hmm. house out here. Mm-hmm. Where what we're seeing a really big shift in is like, I live on the outskirts of town and kind of a smaller town. Um, and it's just seen massive explosion and growth because the you know, the growth finally caught up as the city kind of developed out, caught up, caught up. It's now hit my town and my town's really taken off. I'm in a small town called Queen Creek, which is, you know, from central Phoenix, about 35 minute drive, all freeway. It's not far, but what we're seeing is houses that are on like acres, like acreage properties out here are bringing really good money right now because 
new builders that are building all these track houses in Arizona, they're not building houses on acreage anymore. It's just not, you know, they make more money building a house on a smaller property because they can fit sure. four houses on an acre versus, you know. Right. So um, we're seeing that. That's really desirable if you can, you know, but man, to get an acre, I mean, you're talking on a house in town on an acre or more, it's, it's like half a million or higher now is what they're costing. So, Wow. Yeah, I think yeah. I, I find so I find it funny here because people will be like, well, I want to open concept. OK, yeah. but we live in a very old area like we have yeah. homes built in the 30s, 40s, 50s. So, so remodeled. <laughs> unless it's been remodeled or renovated yeah. and, and flipped, open concepts difficult to come by unless it's a home that's been built in the last 15 years. Sure. Um, and then we have the same thing. People want want to be able to spread their legs and have you know, spread their arms and legs and, and be able to have, you know, enough yard and not, you know, the new builds typically around here are like um, a quarter acre, you know, for, you know, tenths to a quarter acre, um, because, again, they try to put as many houses in the tract as they can. Um, yep. So and so Colonial and in the Northeast, Colonials are, are a big deal. People like the space. They like over 2,000 square feet um, and, and with heat rising, that's great in the winter. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, so, and, and, you know, here it's like with pools, you take it or leave it because you're only going to use it about four months out of the year. Um, and, and even if it's heated, you're only going to use it like four months of the year because the days are short. Um, Got it. So, it's, it's, yeah, so it's and it. And we've had surprisingly over the last. 10 years there's been a lot of development developments go up uh we had ryan homes here for a while they've since stopped building pulled out but now we have all these local builders all these local builders built, uh, uh, buying up land and putting up housing tracks um so it's giving people the option from those old old homes that were built in the 30s 40s and 50s to homes that are are brand new and, and initially um you know five, six, eight years ago, Ryan was making it really affordable to get into a home. Now, granted, you get base model, you might not get your ba basement finished and so on, um, but they made, it, they made it affordable to get into um, a, a brand new home, even post the, the you know, post crash of 08. Um, so it's, I, I think it, and it's funny how the trends are similar when you even, because I've talked to I've talked to agents in Florida, and in Florida they've even with as much COVID as as they've had down there, they they're still getting migrations down there from the north. They're still getting yep. you know snowbirds. They're still you know their 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 market took off like a rocket ship's been on fire ever since. Yep. Um, so I think even though COVID created a shift for a lot in the financial industry and a lot in the business business world. For real estate, you know, we had to pivot a little bit, but it really, for, for whatever reason, um, for maybe multiple reasons, you know, just did really well for the real estate market. I think a lot of it was people were stuck at home. I mean, I know in conversation with a lot of my clients that I've talked to, they, they yeah. just realized they want something different in a house, right? Like you spent three months there with your kids everybody's yeah. there, you know, you, you got a family of four or five people that usually it's like a revolving door. Kids are at school, mom and dad are home. You know, the only time everybody's there is an evening for dinner or whatever. Yep. And then they're all, all of a sudden stuck at home 
and man, I don't like my house. I want something bigger, different. You know, yeah. they just want, you know, and I think it just goes with the psychology of, you know, when things are weird, what do people like to do? They like to shop. They like to spend money. You know what I mean? When just, you know, they're not feeling good going through some kind of depression, you know, in general, I think the human psychology is I just want something different. So I think it's exciting, yeah. right? It's my house, yeah. something new. They realize very quickly, maybe we need something bigger or, you know, now people, I think there's probably going to be more people working from home than there ever have been because I think a lot of businesses, you know, when they were forced to allow people to work from home, I think that they realized like, wait a minute, this is probably pretty profitable. Why are we paying 25 grand a month for this office building when they can totally work from home and be fine and be managed? Just our business was just fine when they were working from home for three months. And now, you got employees that that's going to be their new reality is telecommuting. Well, man, now I need a house with an office. I need a space, you yep. know? I'd, so I think it really, if anything, it brought to light a lot of people's need in a house when they're stuck there for three months. Yeah. <laughs> um, hey, they're going, oh, crap, now I'm going to virtually, virtually instruct my children for school. So now I need a space so the kids can do school. My wife just built a full-on friggin' uh, kids you know, desk and cabinet area at our house for that reason with computers, yeah. it's their workstation. And yeah, it's, uh, it's been interesting. It's been a really interesting year. Um, I mean, I don't know, I'm trying to take the positive in it. I mean, there's a lot of yeah. things that we talked about this year, but overall it's yeah. been a great year, you know, that business has been good. So I, I can't complain. So, yeah. You know, what helps us is when they're sitting at home and they're, and they're doing this yeah. <laughs> and looking at, yeah. at websites or Zillow or whatever, and, and they're getting that itch of, Oh, you know, Traffic's up like crazy on the home search sites right now. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, so what's what are the plans for the, for the Blake Clark team going through the rest of this year and into twenty twenty one? Um, we're making a lot of changes. Honestly, it's been uh, it's been an interesting evolution. I started my team out about three years ago. Just I started off as a solo agent, got busy, and just said I need some help. I brought on a buyer's agent, brought on a full time transaction coordinator. It's three of us, and then over the last three years, it kind of evolved into we got ten of us now. Um, wow been a good like the last couple of years have been good for me personally just staying busy scaling building building a brand you know a lot of repeat business it's, it's been fun um, I'm ready to do uh, another challenge like just take on something bigger I got a bigger vision and picture yeah. and uh, and a little bit of forward thinking I mean I, I'm, I'm very realistic with the real estate market and the fact that I think that uh, not next year but probably within the next three or four years we're gonna most likely see a market reset it's due every economy is gonna have it you know there will be yeah. a point in time where the housing market has to reset adjust I I do not think it's gonna be nearly as bad as it was back in 2007 2006 personally right. uh, this right. is a much different environment this is just gonna be a traditional reset or wall uh, with that being said, I think that um, there's going to be an opportunity. You know, there probably will be some foreclosure activity increasing at that time and, you know, houses sitting and whatever. Um, so yeah. I think that uh, my big picture now moving forward is we're going to basically launch our own brokerage is what the plan is. Uh, uh, a friend of mine and I are, um, he's really big in the off-market purchase, uh, wholesale fix, flip, rehab. Um, he does a lot of that. And then I do a lot of the traditional on-market scaling side of things. Um, so we're going to kind of combine and we want to offer a brokerage that gives an agent an opportunity when they come in to, uh, you know, kind of choose their career path for the most part. You know, I think that's the one problem with a lot of these bigger brokerages right now is they're very traditional in one way, right? You go to a ABC brokerage, whatever you go in and you just have their standard track and you might have a couple options here and there, but 
my thing is, is I really like would just to give a menu option because even me, I look back on my career when I got in and you know what I wanted, I think when I got into real estate to where I'm at today, two completely different things. It's just all part of the process as with anybody goes through. So right. I want to offer something that gives agents an opportunity to better sharpen their skills and also be prepared for different economies. When that market does shift and it turns into a buyer's market and as sellers have to get out of their houses or foreclosures do happen, you know, we got the cash buying side of things there to help bail people out quickly, get out, fix, flip, rehab, buy, you know, so uh, just a little forward thinking is what we're looking to do. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, probably change the structure up on our team a little bit. We talked a little bit about what that looks like, maybe going to a more set uh, paid business model where we pay, you know, bring in a buyer's agent or two and pay them a salary instead of making them straight base commission. Cause that's really hard for agents to make that transition. As you know, in the business, I know for me, that was right. like the big right. worry, right? Like how do I leave my stable petty, uh, steady paycheck to yeah. jump yeah. into a commission base? And then I think we all play that teeter totter game where we're working a, our day job and then trying to get our real estate to take off at night. And yeah. uh, the yeah. reality of it is, is very few of us can successfully pull that off. It's, it's not as easy as I think a lot of people think it is. And I see a lot of people do the rubber band thing. They'll get into it, they'll do good. And then they get snapped back to that job security and they never quite can get their career off the ground. So I've spent a lot of time thinking about that. And I think I'm going to move my team over, not my current team, but as we bring on new people, I think we're going to switch it now to a salaried position with, you know, day-to-day -day expectations. So that way they got the steady upfront income coming in, but it gives them a year basically to come in work for me to, you know, do the, the things needed to build a business, get really sharp on their career. And then hopefully by the end of that year, they've got it down pat. They've been paid. They got, you know, a steady paycheck coming in and they have a higher chance of success in this business and industry, which is important to me. Awesome. All good things. I see great yeah. things for the Blake Clark team going into 2021. Uh, well, Blake, I, I thank you for, for joining me here today. I appreciate all your insight. Fantastic information that, that we're able to share today. Uh, how can people connect with you, uh, social media wise or otherwise? I'm all over social media. So easiest way to find me, my Instagram is Blake underscore sells underscore AZ, or you can just mm -hmm. Blake B. Clark. And then same thing on Facebook, Blake B. Clark. That's my name on there. And uh, I try to stay really active on both of them. I try to answer any questions if anybody has any. Um, and I'm always happy to chat, you know, newer agents that are uh, just trying to get in the business or need advice. I try to take whatever time I can out of my day to help help out anywhere I can. So. Awesome. Yeah, guys, if, if you're looking to buy or sell real estate in, in, you know, southeastern Arizona, check out Blake's team. They're doing fantastic work. If you're a real estate agent and you're looking to um, expand your brand on social media, look at Blake's content for him and his team because the, these guys, guys and girls got it down. Um, and, and I can say that with firsthand knowledge. So, uh, Blake, thanks again. I appreciate your time here today um, and we'll have to do it again maybe next year and see, see what the markets are like. Let's do it. Yeah. Anytime, man. Awesome. Cool. All right, guys, this, this is episode 34 of the at the coffee table podcast. I uh, appreciate Blake's time and we have been able to pull a chair up to the table and, and discuss a little bit about everything in real estate. And I hope you got some out of it. Please like comment, share it, share it across the board. Look for it on anchor and Spotify and the audio version. And it's also on Facebook and YouTube. With that, everybody, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and have a great day. Hey, guys.